Now, I've got on the line, all going well, Dave Donovan from Independent Australia. Hello, Dave. Can you hear me? Hi, David. How are you? Very good, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. It's been a while. It has been. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. A time flies. <laughs> it does indeed, yes. Now, we've got an election coming on. Oh, and, we do. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, unfortunately. Um, now, I've, I live in the electorate of Warringah, mm-hmm. and yeah. so the local member Zali Stegel, yeah. the Teal Independent. Now, right. what came in the letterbox today was the truth about Zali Stegel, and okay. it shows her holding a kind of crane or whatever those things are called with a wrecking ball, and the wrecking ball is going into a church. And then it says on the back then, in February, Zali Stegel voted against protecting people of faith from discrimination and voted to remove laws that protect the values of religious schools. Mm-hmm. Do her attacks on Christianity and other faiths accord with your values? Um, so there is straight out, this, uh, and that I should mention is put out by, it's authorised by the Australian Christian Lobby. Mm-hmm. So um, we're seeing uh, with the uh, the candidate that's going against uh, Catherine Deves and her comments about uh, transsexuals uh, is uh, there's a, a kind of deep embedded sort of religious theme coming through. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Now, um, would you like me to comment on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look. Um, First thing I need to make a proviso that religion has influenced politics for a long, long time. We know that particularly with the, the Labor Party. I mean, you look back to the days of, of um, uh, John John Wren and sort of stuff. We had the Catholic Church deeply involved in influencing Labor Party policy. Then we had the, the split in the Labor Party with the DLP, uh, the Bob Santa Maria group that was... Um, you know, religiously based. Uh, these days, um, we've got, um, you know, the, the ACL, which is uh, strongly influential in the uh, within the conservative branch. It seems that in the Labor Party, religion has sort of petered out as being a major influence. And you um, probably more uh, concerningly, we have this, this new movement of Pentecostalism, which uh, is overtly trying to uh, effectively take over uh, what they call the Seven Mountains um, to uh, to strongly influence the way our society develops. So what are the Seven Mountains? Right, so the Seven Mountains... Can you, can you list them off? <laughs> can you do better off than... Off the top that? of my head? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I could. Education is one. Religion, family, business, um, government and the military, and that's what that's what we're talking about now, the government. Number six, sort of the arts and entertainment, and the media. So pretty much everything, everything you can think of, they're trying to take over. So the idea is, uh, you know, you control this, uh, the seven mountains and you, uh, you basically create a kingdom of God on earth. Yes, so 
It's uh, basically uh, if the uh, if these seven areas are controlled by yeah. by the fundamental Christians, yeah. that can bring on Judgment Day, so Christ can return. Yeah, that's pretty much it in a in a nutshell. They um, they believe you know there's certain pointers towards this happening, and they're they're looking really at Armageddon to turn up for the all the rapture. So for all the righteous to uh, ascend into heaven, and um, and they I, I don't think I don't think you and I have a chance. Oh come on, come on now! <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. I'm not under this regime <laughs> because that you either go to heaven or you go to hell. It doesn't matter. You need to you need to accept. Um, you know, you need to accept these these things into your life, uh, and there's you know. You need to actually, everyone who doesn't accept Christ will go to hell forever. Eternity, no exceptions. You can't just not exist, it's just heaven or hell. And that includes backsliders, people who are, you know, so you need to be a Pentecostal, an evangelistic born-again follower of Christ to go to heaven. Yeah. So backsliders, that's everybody else, they're off to hell. So we, we're stuff that day. Uh, the, the, I mean, the nature of religion is changing. So you went through the sort of Labour Catholic thing, and and the Liberals, of course, were in the, back in those days Church of England. It's now Anglican, yeah. and and the Liberals were kind of. I always kind of thought of them as perhaps a bit more patrician, uh, yeah. and and it was a softer kind of religion than than what we have today with the Evangelicals, who, who are very harsh in yeah. their views yeah. on people who don't have faith or who are losing out in society because obviously they've lost God's uh, um, worth and they're not, they're not worthy of his, his uh, love. Well, there's a few things there. They, uh, well, they believe that homosexuality for a start is an abomination. I think you'll find that that's one of the big uh, reasons behind Morrison's strong, Morrison being a Pentecostal himself, member of the Horizon Church in Sydney. Um, one of the strong desires to make sure that the religious discrimination bill, uh, because homosexuality is an abomination, sex before marriage is a sin. Um, you know they believe in the uh, prosperity doctrine, so God rewards uh, the faithful with, uh, and the righteous with prosperity. Therefore, those who uh, are perhaps, and uh, I'm referencing Scott Morrison's. Uh, He's been blessed not to have disabled children. Those who are, as you say, disadvantaged, uh, are disabled, are in any way not perfect in the eyes of God, are actually being punished. That's their that's their belief. Now, not what I not what I would not what I would personally having you know gone through uh, you know, religious instruction, uh, Christianity, Anglican sort of stuff as a as a child myself that I. Understand that Jesus was really uh, teaching. Wouldn't be my wouldn't be my understanding. Yeah, no, I, I would think not. Now, um, a fascinating thing is happening in this election, and I don't know if it's Kamikaze campaigning by Morrison, but he seems to be willing to sort of write off those electorates uh, that the teal candidates are very strong in at the moment. Uh, yeah. So he's he's persisted with this notion of bringing back the uh, 
religious discrimination bill? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's, the only, it's the only thing that he really seen. It was, the, it was the last thing that he tried to get through in Parliament and failed. It's the only thing that he's seen. It's the only idea that he's seen. Yeah, and of course he had people like Dave Sharma and Trent Zimmerman cross the floor, and they are now being targeted, as is Zali Stegall, by the Christian lobby group. I mean, is is Morrison, does he think he can carry the inner city sorts of seats like uh, Wentworth and North Sydney, even doing what he's doing, or has he just written them off and they, are, they don't matter to him? I, I, as a... As a tactic, I don't understand it because he he needs to hold on every seat he's got, let alone put those at risk by what he's doing. I, I don't quite understand it. Yeah, yeah, so it is it is tough to work out, but I'd suggest that that might be the reason why he seems to be spending time campaigning in somewhat less marginal seats, right? That that uh, the Liberals are not expected to pick up. Uh, perhaps those uh, inner city seats, you know, with the you know, if you like, the small L liberals like Sharma and, um, you know, and, and the others might uh, be seen by him, you know, he might not see it as too much of a problem if they get replaced by Teal independence. Let's remember that he uh, basically disenfranchised the New South Wales branch of the Liberal Party, uh, so he's, he was able to install his own candidates is fairly, uh, you know, and he is uh, a strong member of the right uh, of the of the Liberal Party, you know, the centre right. So, you know, it might be all part of a larger plan to uh, to basically continue the expulsion of small L Liberals out of the Liberal Party. So, would that mean that entail losing, if necessary, if you can get rid of these people? No. Nah, well, I think maybe he still thinks that he might be able to win. Don't forget of the miracle of 2019. Yeah. Uh, this is a man who believes that he's able to go out and um, touch people and uh, pass on God's power. That he's actually, he may, and I believe that he believes that he is you know, a vessel of God out there to, uh, you know, to, to, to bring the kingdom of God to earth. I've I've often wondered why his sort of seeming lethargy in relation to bushfires, floods, pandemic is in his mind that God's at work and there's not much that humans can do about it anyway. I I, I just wonder. Well, uh, look, i just say this. It would seem to me that there's a slight conflict of interest in having somebody leading the country who actually is yearning for Armageddon, the end of the world, so that uh, so that he can receive the rapture and go up to heaven. Yeah, now, that might uh, explain a little bit of his uh, inaction on climate change. His seeming willing to willingness to provoke China. Um, you know, there's a there's a whole bunch of things that uh, that uh, these these guys believe need to happen before. Um, before uh, you know, the, before the kingdom of God comes on, you know, the rapture, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. One of you know, one of them is a one-world government. You might often hear people talk about, you know, particularly the conspiracy theorists talk about a one-world government. They believe that uh, you know that um, you know, there's a whole various indicators of the end of the world that there'll be a temple 
uh, on the, you know, the sacred temple and that uh, a, per- a person, a Jew, will come, he'll be the, he'll be the uh, agent of the devil, will come along and create a one-world government. And, um, you know, I think this is partially the reason why Pentecostals uh, do feed into that very lively conspiracy theory, anti-vax uh, um, grab bag of 5G and all this other stuff, because they, you know, they believe that Jesus' return is imminent. It really is quite quite insane. I'll just say this about the um, Pentecostals. There's 600 million Pentecostals in the world right now. They're, they are due to outnumber Catholics by 2032. They, one in ten people in the world are probably forecast to be Pentecostals by 2050, and they have a you know here up up here on the Gold Coast. Um, they uh, our mayor has just appointed um, a lady called Sue Baines as his personal spiritual advisor, uh, a role that didn't exist before. Don't forget up here on the Gold Coast, we also have Stuart Robert, who's Scott Morrison's um, best friend, not the Pentecostal. Uh, and um, and uh, so they're bringing the, king, the kingdom of God to the Gold Coast. <laughs> kingdom of God, well, it's just, you know. One doesn't <laughs> normally think of the Gold Coast in those <laughs> terms. <laughs> not really, no, but, uh, you know, it's coming. But... Um, you know, so, so Tate appointed his spiritual advisor. When he was asked about it, he said, you know, she came out in a YouTube video and said, you know, I I spoke to Tate and uh, I outlined for him on a piece of A4 paper the Seven Mountains Mandate. This was in 2007. I said, this can be a template for how we can see our city transformed by the power of God to look like the kingdom of God. He said, I want this... I want you to help me do this. So, and so he appointed her into the appointed her recently last month in this role. And she and this video arose where she said that uh, you know she'd been his so his personal advisor, his secret personal spiritual advisor since two thousand and seven. And he said he didn't recall whether he had expressed support for the Seven Mountains mandate to turn the Gold Coast into the Kingdom of God. He didn't deny it, and and then he said, if there's a Christian group who wants to link the various categories in those mountains to instead acting as silos but to be one community, well, we should all welcome it. Yeah. Right, so, I mean, here we are on the Gold Coast last year, Scott Morrison addressed the Pentecostal gathering, a group of a thousand churches, the Australian Christian churches, and it was a roll call. He actually called out uh, the influence that they had had on government. He was open about it, you know, and, uh, you know, he gave a roll call of uh, of people who, um, you know, who were Pentecostals who were influencing government. At this election, uh, the Western Australian Liberal candidate for Pierce, Linda Aiken, who's a Seven Mountain Mandate supporter. Last week we heard um, Nationals candidate in New South Wales, Kimberly Hone, was a supporter of the Seven Mountains mandate. Um, it's it's not a conspiracy theory. They want to actually take over our society, and they're growing so quickly. 
and it's possible they will. Yeah, so uh, doing away with the secular state. I mean, there's been a kind of ongoing blurring of this, the separation of church and state, which mm. I find disturbing because the whole basis of a secular democracy is that separation. But clearly some of these people don't want that. They want more of a theocratic state, and that is a threat. No, it's a threat. And, you know, we, we have in our constitution uh, a, a sort of a weak separation between church and state built into there, but um, this seems to be getting completely overcome. Now, just before you go, Dave, um, it seems to me that if the uh, coalition loses this election, uh, which looks probable at the moment, there'll be a bloodbath. There'll be a bloodbath between the New South Wales branches and the Feds, but also yep. within the party, the Liberal Party in particular, between the, the moderates and the Morrison acolytes, it, it won't be a pretty sight. No, well, I mean, we've already we've already seen Morrison effectively take over the New South Wales march for the Liberal Party personally. So there's already a bit of carnage going on there. We're hearing reports that that moderate, that moderate Liberals are not out campaigning for Scott Morrison because they actually think it might be a better thing for him to lose so that they can actually regain control over their party, which I think obviously supports your contention there that it'll be a bloodbath after the election. It's sort of an, if they lose this election, which as you say seems likely, although I don't want to get too um, sure about anything after the last time, polls would suggest that, then it's going to be perhaps, you know, almost an existential crisis for the Liberal Party. Don't forget they, they split once before when they when they became the when they were the UAP and then yeah. became the Liberal Party yeah. after the, uh, during the World War Two. And the relation with the Nats is something that they're going to have to deal with. Yeah, well, a lot of people don't realise this, but <laughs> the Liberals often go on about don't you know go for independence because you don't want a minority government. But in actual fact, we've been under a minority government whenever the coalition come to power yeah. because. Because the Nationals, which only have about 5% of the vote in the nation, determine to a large extent policy. And they get, you know, a lot of the uh, roles in Cabinet, important roles. So, with, you know, so the Liberals are, to a degree, beholden to them to hold power. It's a minority government. And, um, you know, if the Liberals are decimated, then the Nats will have even more power. And, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen to the Libs? Are they going to go further to the right? Will the moderates manage to wrest back control? Of course, moderates being a very relative term with today's liberals, in my mind. Yeah. Well, interesting times. <laughs> yeah. Dave, thanks it's for much. Now, how, how's independent Australia going? It's going fantastic at the moment. Yes, we're getting uh, more hits than ever. Um, so, independentaustralia.net, please do uh, get on there and um, and find out the truth, uh, untainted by... Uh, corporate uh, considerations. You do podcasts too, don't you? We do, yep. We do podcasts, we do videos. Um, there's, uh, there's, a lot of, um, there's a lot of content there for people to read of all different sorts. Okay. Well, Independent Australia is where to go. Thanks very much, Dave. Thanks very much, David. Bye. Bye.